Nathan Weston. Nathan Weston. <laughs> Welcome, Nate. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's yeah. a fucking honor. We don't let many people in this room. Yeah, secrets everywhere. If that camera tilted right or left, all if you were the watching the join, you'd be also be able to see. <laughs> if you're just listening, oh, yeah. it doesn't really matter. But yeah, um, that's actually a good point that you pointed the camera in the right place. To be fair, yeah, lucky. This is where we keep all the the slaves that make our clothes. <laughs> <laughs> all the secrets no. are slowly spilling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We Welcome. see Tempest coming up with one of these videos, Nate. We know who to blame. Right? <laughs> true, true. <laughs> yeah, when we were setting up, it's like, why are you taking photos of the? <laughs> oh, yeah. I promise, I only took a photo of the, the Roof Culture Asia's T-shirt. That's all. I'll take a photo. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah, that oh, is, yeah. yeah. Cool. That's a, a prime piece in the office, actually. Yeah, that is. Uh, that was Joel's got that, right? Yeah, that Joel's, Joel's is one. This was in his house as well. It's from Roof Culture Asia. It's, there's, it's signed from all of us and the crew. Uh, and and the premiere tickets at the bottom as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah the premiere tickets from um, uh, that cinema. That we premiered it. From, in. <laughs> was that from LA? Or? That's where. That's where. Uh, also, Max Ward is um, premiering the same in the same cinema. What's yeah, the, the oh, yeah. next gen project. Next yeah. gen. The no, 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 not that. Well, it doesn't matter. Fuck the cinema. Pro- project Who cares what project it's next gen is. <laughs> is that that's the name project, project next gen? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was just. I, I saw the trailer for that. I came out really recently. I don't know if you managed to see that. I don't think I've seen it. Yeah, that. so good. There was. Um, a whole bunch of teams that went out to Bilbao last year. Nine teams. Nine teams. Nice. Including like yeah. Gangwizzy. Yeah. Fat? I, I don't want to name all of them because I know I'll be forgetting some, but yeah, yeah a whole bunch of like the most popular teams, mm. wow. um, Europe ways that went out there and filmed some content. I don't know how what the format of the content's going to be, but yeah. I'm pretty excited to see that. That's definitely coming in hot this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're doing a jam as well. Um, and I think it's a third of the price of what we paid of, of in the um, it's like awkwardly a 1pm screening so like a matinee or whatever it's called oh, um, and it's like a third of the price which is which is great yeah but, true. because but like after after the screening and stuff people are going to go jam at IMAX I think that's the Whoa. plan and that is August 28th 24th <laughs> <laughs> let's get it up for sure uh, 23rd it's 23rd yeah, just 23rd. Guaranteed. 26th. Oh, <laughs> none of us are right. I think it's, it's over the weekend, so Saturday and Sunday. Um, yeah, Project Next Gen. Did, did you mention screening at a theatre that we forgot the name of? You're obviously finishing your 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 European trip, but you're yeah. you're heading back home for Kings of the Concrete too. Did you mention? Yeah. So yeah, I'm going back to uh, to LA, and then we're doing a uh, event in Vegas, partnering up with Adrenaline Worldwide, which is like the tricking organization. Nice. And uh, they basically just take over the Mandalay Bay and Tempest is now building a big like parkour setup in Mandalay in Bay Mandalay Bay in the venue what, um, what's Mandalay Bay it's like that big hotel oh okay it's, like, it's yeah. a like big venue yeah. I think WFPF has, has yep. done a um, parkour competition there before yep. I'm not sure how it actually turned out but like that's I don't, yeah I don't know what, what's this uh, what's this funded by like, because that's uh, quite a location. Honestly, I actually don't know. Oh, right. <laughs> I wish I had the info for that. But mm. you're collabing with Adrenaline, yeah. which is the tricking. And they've done this in the past, yeah. so oh, I, I yeah, think it's tricking. maybe more on their end. I'm not exactly mm-hmm. sure. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I've been gone for the past like three weeks, so I haven't really been too much a part of that process. I'm kind of just 
an athlete going and yeah. oh, you on competing? Tempest. Not competing, no. I'm going to be judging KOTC oh, too. Nice. Um, did you judge so the first one as well? I did, yeah. yeah. Me, Travis, Sydney. Um, who were the other judges? Joey Travis. and uh, Verky. Oh, Verky was yeah, judged yeah, yeah. on the first um, one, really? Yeah, and then it was, was Joey, Adrian. No, I don't think he was injured. I think he just wanted to judge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Just like relieve the stress mm -hmm. of not having to compete, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and then really pile nice. on the stress of trying to get it all right, like yeah. as a judge, because being a judge is not it, easy for parkour. The parkour is such a subjective, so subjective yeah. discipline. So it must be really yeah. hard. Yeah, but thankfully that competition was one of the easiest to judge yeah. because of the format. Um, it's basically it's just b boy style, where it's a battle format. So it's mm -hmm. just one v one. So you see one person's run, and then you someone else follows it up. And it's just like, you know, subjective, but you just get to easily pick mm. one, or the, one other. or the other. And yeah. it's not like you have to um, gauge whoever went first versus last. And you have to remember, remember every single run and yeah. like try and put them into first versus I like gave that person place. 60. Now this person is a 70. Yeah, no, now, is that one a 30? It's, like, a, yeah, nightmare it's a nightmare for sure. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy hard. Like, it's really hard. The way they hard. do it, they used to do it in Red Bull AOM was like, yeah. so hard. And I always felt like the first person or at least the first couple of people got stung with really low scores because yeah. of it i remember mm. yeah alfred scott got really stung mm -hmm. i forget what year it was exactly but he and was very Hall. first up yeah yeah same, yeah got stung on the boat for being the first one of the first out of the gates yeah it really sucks mm. um they just sort that out surely yeah i mean how can where's aom this same, year is right? same yeah. in all sports aom's not happening this year yeah. and last year they Anyone did know why? last year they did that different format where the, the runs were smaller and there was like the competition went on for a few days and it was more about creating the content, content yeah. but surely yeah, I, I guess three, they have three days they did, and it then wasn't the only as... third day that was made public was like on streamed on TikTok yeah, and like no mad. one had like any prior uh, knowledge of what the other days were and that's why everyone was so confused why yeah that person didn't deserve to win yeah. but it was like no one had any idea yeah. of what yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. what was being placed in terms of like points and like, yeah. what was valuable but I've heard from people competing that it was like the most legitimate um competition format that there's been and it reflects the sport in the best way yeah, yeah. or not, not even that that it was like the funnest one that they've been on mm -hmm. that's it here so is this um what's it called adrenaline thing at mandalay bay mm -hmm. uh that's acting f for you guys as a qualifier for kings of the concrete uh not in mandalay bay but it's we're gonna be hosting a qualifier um so basically we went, went out around uh, oh, right. vegas and we picked out spots for athletes as, like to send athletes to and then they're going to film basically their best line that's like within, you know, around 15 seconds. Because that's kind of the idea that we're trying to have with it, which is kind of like short and sweet. Because, mm. I don't know, there's something about a line that if it just like goes past that and it's like a bit ex too much extended, like mm. kind of in the fig competitions, like, I don't know, you see like a good like handful of moves and it's just like really satisfying to watch. But then you just, as time goes on, it kind of loses its like punch. Its intensity is, it yeah. gets watered down because the energy of that person can't keep up. They can't the throw the hardest moves. thing at the end of a yeah. thirty to or sixty second yeah, like, line. Like after just, a minute, uh, you're just not you've not got the power in your legs. Well, most people don't have the power yeah, in their legs I mean, to really like go for something at the end of their like. If capacity. you if you if you create that as a constraint on the competition by the judging format, then it will become a part of like competing in parkour. Like longer you, lines, you have like the, the fig comps. Like it's really fucking impressive seeing the true. athletes keep that intensity for so long i mean sadly like a lot of the athletes that can't um they keep the they they keep the same length lines but like the intensity they have to 
take a step back and maybe there are more mistakes and stuff but yeah. like Ellis's like oh, li- yeah. Ellis's line Ellis is a freak stamina, though, you know what I mean? just he's, like he's consistent freak. intensity like. he's, the, oh, he's like the only one who's managed to build super a line that's like super long that has like super hard level the whole way out the whole, whole way through and like the intensity doesn't drop his fatigue doesn't seem yeah. to affect him too much and obviously we know Ellis is just like a freak of yeah. nature at this point yeah for the long, long intense lines are athletic as fuck yeah. like they, it is like in itself like a really interesting thing to see but, but like you could argue that it doesn't reflect the sport in the same way but I, I mm. kind of get what you're saying like it, the, the 15 second lines are, is more what we do train and, and mm. therefore you might get better results mm. for the athletes because most of the people yeah. that train like don't train for a minute long line and when they get to a competition all of a sudden they're building this minute long line and it's not what it's, they're used to yeah no 100% yeah, yeah, and yeah. it's like and just coming know. from the like spectators you know view like mm. I, in my opinion I, yeah. and it's just my opinion but like I, I feel like watching like a 15 second and not having it be like a like a sharp end on like it has to be 15 seconds like yeah, yeah. It, can be, it can be a little bit over a little bit under whatever mm. but it's just so much nicer to view just a quick run and it, mm-hmm. like yeah. I said it like displays what we train normally mm-hmm. that should but that should be the decision what works well as a showcase for yeah. um, the sport in general as well as does it reflect how people actually train because yeah. that's like kind of what we should be scoring so ticking two boxes there so far yeah yeah trying to make care to see just you know represent parkour in the mm-hmm. way that we think everyone wants it to be. Mm. Um, is there any um, European athletes coming over to, to compete? Or? Yeah, pretty sure there's yeah. going to be. I'm not sure. I don't want to name names because I think I'm going to forget a bunch. But yeah, we have a bunch of people oh, coming out. Um, and yeah, so Vegas will be a KO2C qualifier. And it's basically going to be, I think, the same format where we send athletes out and then they're going to film a line. They're going to bring the videos back. And then oh, the yeah. current judges um, are going to do the exact same like bracket system. So we're going to find whoever's line we would imagine being like first versus last and then put them up against each other and then whoever comes out in first place you know gets that mm-hmm. yeah that uh ticket to kotc2 and then there's yeah, also yeah. going to be a um on-site qualifier as well so there's two spots left <laughs> oh geez <laughs> yeah. wait people are going to be batting, battling at the on-sites for two spots for for one spot at uh oh. on-sites so there's only two spots left in in the comp so all oh, right yeah oh yeah nice i'm looking forward to that there is um King, so I heard maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong that the not the qualifier King of the Concrete two is going to be live streamed instead yeah. of because the first one was like we we waited a bit of time and then you built a video around it and then that was released. Yeah, right? I think yeah I think the the goal is to live stream it. Um, I'm not again I'm not like super involved in the like organization of how the whole competition is being run. Um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest criticisms I saw was. Like, oh, you're just posting the content from the competition now when it happened, you know, a year Last ago. Year, yeah. So it's just like, you know, it kind of not dampens like the release of it, but it's just people already know what happened mm. basically. So it doesn't yeah, really word, make word it very spreads, exciting, though, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, um, word does spread. So I think live stream is definitely. There's something about live sport in general, it's so much more exciting mm. live. Yeah, just, 100%. Yeah, even just watching a, a football game that you know the result to, kind of it, it loses that spark. Mm. I mean, even just watching parkour in real life compared to watching a video, it's so different for yeah. me. Anyway, it's like, no, hundred percent. Anything could happen in this moment, yeah. and you're just waiting to see what happens. Mm. So yeah, I, I, yeah, I think parkour live streams. There's there hasn't been too many like 
too many of them. Obviously, the um, SPL one yeah. last year was good, but uh, the European time was so for, so late. And yeah, it was yeah. Like, hard to enjoy. What was your other criticism? Your other criticism as well that there wasn't enough um, like numbers and stuff on the screen yeah. of what was actually going on who scored what follow, the times yeah. and stuff it needs to have like a graphic and a display system of like yeah. one two three points etc and it coming up frequently i think Josh that Dowie was one and of joey the... adrian were really good like at commentating and everything but yeah at the same they time, were it would have those yeah i think that was one of the not deterrents as to doing a live stream last year because that was tempest's like first major competition they ran and it's just really fucking hard to make oh, yeah, a live that, stream like yeah. look and presentable oh, in the way definitely. that like any NBA or yeah, football game is yeah. presented on, on live yeah, TV. Definitely. It's like it's a whole other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I'm pretty sure, as far as I know, I'm pretty Very sure expensive. that's where we're trying to go with this. You need to get real pros in that know what they're doing mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, stuff too, no, it's really. it's a huge undertaking for sure. Yeah, I'd be and, curious how much uh, SPL are actually spending on that. So that's, yeah, that's got to be a huge part because they upgraded it for last year's event didn't they from their previous setup yeah. and yeah obviously it is still such like a s- small competition comparing it to like the NBA and how they do it and stuff like that so yeah. there's still loads of room for, for growth but yeah, yeah for knowing who's to... winning is such an important thing for a competition like yeah. knowing who's who to beat and like mm. where the person that you're currently watching where they stand is such an important asset, asset yeah. to it I mean if we're comparing to NBA like multi-million dollar industries like we're not able to like fly out the people from Europe that qualified and European qualifiers at half five over to Vancouver and uh, baby steps but yeah like it's great to see that you guys are doing it and like yeah I'm I'm gonna support and watch those comps because yeah it's it's cool to see yeah and I mean that's the best part about the community I feel like in general is just the ability to help you know push each other forward Mm -hmm. and not that like there's any competitors, but like friendly competition is always good. Mm-hmm. Like and to you know try and one up the next person, the next person, and just keep trying to push the sport forward because that's what we need at the yeah, end of the day. Is absolutely. To just keep taking these steps forward, um, and and ultimately like taking risks in a way too, mm-hmm. and, like just trying something not new, but just trying to figure out what would yeah. work the mm-hmm. best um, and building on what's uh, what's been done in the past yeah, as well. You've yeah, gotta, yeah, you've got to do that. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Anyway, sick to see. How's this trip been for you? You've how long have you been away for? Uh, I think it's been like a total of like just two and a half weeks, so nothing too too crazy. Mm. Um, but yeah, I started off in uh, in Norway for the OMFG Jam. Yeah, yeah, nice. um, and that was a crazy. I mean, it was a festival, so it was like mm. there was tricking, there was parkour, there was free running, there was uh, you know concerts. There was mu- it was crazy. Um, it was just basically just a massive like parkour paradise, and mm. just like the best summer weekend you could ever think of <laughs> you get a lot of training done yeah actually, actually i saw that what was that yeah. move that you did where it's like some pop gainer oh was yeah it, like it was a, like yeah it was like it was off my hamstrings yeah, yeah it was like basket kip to like butt gainer yeah that was so <laughs> cool i was like whoa yeah you know, classic night like yeah that taking was, them back with some weird skills that was the first one i posted since because I, I landed outside um and i'm saving it for for a new video that I'm working cool. on with Tempest. Um, and I was like, ooh, I am gonna do it on a mat, so it'll be fine. And yeah. hopefully kind of get like a gauge of like what people think about it and just mm-hmm. like see what the interest of it is. And people yeah. actually really enjoyed it. I was like, all right, cool, yeah. What is this uh, new video you're working with with Tempest on? Because yeah, your, your previous uh, like 
big video skull chatter. Yeah, that went down well head. with yeah. us. We really enjoyed. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I don't know yeah. what it is about video projects. Maybe I think I take a lot of inspiration from skateboarding um, mm. and the way that they present their sport. Yeah. Um, I think parkour is in a very similar genre of, to skateboarding, and I think yeah, just I don't know what it is about making a video project that's just so fulfilling to mm-hmm. me like it, it gets like that's what gives me purpose to train i guess yeah, yeah. um i definitely know what you mean. skull chatter definitely it was like a a big push for um just kind of like getting out of my head and especially during covid too because that was all filmed during 2020 mm. i only just moved um, to la yeah and you did you move from missoula or yeah from I, I moved seattle. from missoula yeah, yeah. Uh, originally from seattle but yeah. um yeah i was living in missoula with the uh, unparalleled movement guys mm. and um, their gym closed in that time as well. yeah which is very after very you sad. left after i left yeah which it's because you left mate was that <laughs> the was one that kent johns <laughs> also, also yeah. used to train in loads yeah yeah, yeah. oh man Dude, that, yeah. that's such a yeah. good gym there's like one i think still one of my favorite gyms I, even in the previous gym before the one that um they recently opened or the recently just closed that was their newest one mm-hmm. um and yeah the way that kent and micah would you know structure everything and build all all the gym it was just so good like it was yeah i don't know there was mm-hmm. so much thought that goes into it and like you could just feel like the pure passion that they both had for the sport and it wasn't like they're just doing it just to do it like they would do it they would do it because they absolutely loved it and mm-hmm. like that was their thing mm-hmm. um so it's, yeah, it's really sad to see that they're no longer, they don't have a gym anymore. But. Oh, right. Are they, is Unparalleled still doing anything? Are they still coaching? Uh, like a, I'm not sure. I really don't know. I know, I think Kent is doing videography, videography stuff and has a production company, I think. Oh, um, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, honestly. All oh, right. Um, yeah. Cool about Micah, mate. He's a friend. Yeah, don't funny. forget about your friends now you're LA <laughs> <laughs> forget remember your roots yeah, no, come on. Is there, so is there any like key detail is there anything you can share about your current video project that you're filming like uh, you're just gonna collect collect clips and just try and train hard and yeah pretty much um I mean I have had a weird the past couple of weird years have been pretty weird and uh, I think for everyone it's been weird um but just from my personal experience, like COVID was a bit strange for me. Um, and it kind of made me question like a bunch of different things. Like there was a point where I, for like six to eight months, I didn't even know if I wanted to keep training anymore mm-hmm. and kind of just lost the spark. I think mainly because it didn't really feel like the community was the same after. Cause you know, no one's really traveling and mm-hmm. just felt very lonely. Yeah. Um, it was, yeah. It was a weird time. For it was a very weird time. Um, and then, you know, after that whole break, I, tried moving back to LA. I got like an Airbnb with my buddy for a month just to like test it out again. And actually ended up um, finding a place to stay there and um, just had been there for the past two years and finally started training again. And and then I broke my ankle and tore two ligaments in it. Skateboarding? Um, Yeah, skateboarding, yeah. Takes another one. (laughs) Camilla Add insult to injury. It's like, if it wasn't parkour, it would still suck, but like, yeah, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. that's what I'm doing, but completely different sport. It's mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, definitely a bummer for sure. Um, didn't help that it was misdiagnosed for about two months. Yeah, um, I'd be saying, it was, it, they said it wasn't a break, but it was. Yeah, I got x-rays and they didn't see a break in the, x- in the x-ray machine and uh, they gave me like six to eight weeks. Like, yeah, it's probably just like a grade two sprain. Just keep, you know, like ice, rest, compression, you know, all that. Yeah. <sighs> um, 
all those that. outdated things. Yeah, all those <laughs> all those things that just you know everyone is telling you. But after I got to about like six to eight weeks, I think I it was actually getting worse. Mm. Um, definitely got worse because I was like doing rehab on it on a broken ankle, which I was supposed to be casted for for like two months. Um, and so yeah, that that took me out for quite a while, and I was only able to like lightly train uh, like six months after that and it was very uh, minimal like I couldn't really like do what I really wanted to yeah. I had to be very specific as to the what movements I was doing and then it was only up until about February of this year where I was able to actually like it's actually where I first got my first clip for this video mm. oh, nice. Um, nice. and that kind of like gave a, it, like just training a lot of meaning again just to like push that it, like it gave me a reason to get better and like get healthy again yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and yeah, it's just been super fun filming and training mm. for like finding like you know really good mental challenges and and it's really nice to have Tempest, um, the HQ side of the gym where we just have that floor and we can you know I always travel around with my measuring tape mm. and so like you know we'll find challenges and just measure them out and, and oh, work on them in the gym and just like it's like there's this one uh, this one like Kong pre challenge that was over like six stories and it was a spooky one because like the run up was like it, the run-up only had like five steps um from like full sprint and then it was like a hallway from an apartment complex and then it like did a little l and then it, the the hallway kept going back right and so you had to like skirt around the corner Ooh. to get into the run like, into the run-up <laughs> <laughs> so like when you're was it five steps after the turn yeah yeah and so like you had run-up dart around the corner and then you have five steps oh god and just like horrible yeah that that took a while to, to like mentally prepare for and it's over um, six stories of drop yeah. yeah how big's the cat path I think it was uh, it was ten foot five inches nice um, so it wasn't terribly big um, substantial though but it was a big enough to really like make sure mm. that with <laughs> that kind of cars. stuff with like that kind of height when the run up goes when the run up is like a weird one it takes a lot more I think to commit to when it's you know, when it's something at height, but the run-up's perfect, the takeoff's perfect, the wall's perfect, it's kind of okay to commit to, but, you know, if there's something in the way of the run-up or it's, the, it's yeah. just different, it yeah, can yeah. be so much harder to commit to. Yeah, because, like, the feeling of being like, all right, I'm going to do this, and you're looking down the hallway and you can't see the challenge yeah. that you're trying to do is the weirdest mental battle to get over, because I've never really experienced that in any <laughs> other challenge before. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was also strange, too, because... Like it was apartment complex to a parking garage, and the parking garage had this like alley that went all the way down to six stories, and then there was like this little, like really narrow, like concrete bit, like three stories. So it didn't like it didn't look like six stories, but it was really six. Like mm. it didn't look like six stories, but it really felt like three. Mm. And part of me was like, oh, maybe there's a chance that like, you could survive mm. a three-story draw. And even that thought process was fucking with me too, because you don't want to think like that when yeah, you're doing you those kind of challenges. Like, it's like I'm just gonna do it. Like you have to just do it. And yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, finding challenges like that for this video have been really fun, and it just gives purpose to training, and that's my favorite part about the whole thing. And yeah, I'm I'm stoked. Hopefully, it'll oh yeah release somewhat soon. Um, Man, I'm training. so excited. Mm. I've always looked to you as like such a well-rounded athlete actually someone that can do parkour bits to an extremely high level but then also has like a whole bunch of creative flips and yeah and creative moves in general you're like almost on that 
on that Pushing wave all of facets uh, of yeah, the sport. Yeah, I appreciate like that. The, Thank you. Uh, what are we call it, the wizard. It's the wizard thing. Wizard thing? The Star Award wizard. Oh, uh, mad scientist. Mad scientist. Mad Not scientist. wizard, is it? Yeah, you're almost on that wave. <laughs> you're doing stuff that no one else is really touching, like with those jump up, like two feet against the wall gainer. Yeah, true. Um, what are you calling that? Uh, I think. I don't call it this, but I think technically it's a rocket boy. Gainer? Rocket boy. Rock- oh, rocket that's, rocket that's named boy. by an American. God. But I think that's, I, you didn't yeah. name it. I didn't you're, name it. You're no, one of the no, less no, American no, no. Americans. <laughs> I, don't, I definitely don't American. call it that. <laughs> Which we could <laughs> definitely Americans. talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nate. Who's an American? Nate's one American. of the good ones. Caelan? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Caelan Chan. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let's, let's be honest. The scale. Um, but yeah, yeah. Incessant need to name everything. I think that kind of comes from something growing up, going to jams for the first time, was just seeing so many different people training different things mm-hmm. and always wanting to be able to touch on anything that people are doing. Sick. Because yeah. I never want, like, I don't know, I just don't like the feeling of like being left out mm-hmm. at a jam. Like, I just want to mm-hmm. like, be able to train with whoever, whenever. At whatever and, space. And not be like yeah. hindered by, like, oh, this is my strength or like this is my weakness. Like, I think there's something to just being able to like, and Dylan Baker would talk about this too. I'm a big fan just, of that dog. Honestly, just, that yeah, is, that's biggest, a sick mentality. Biggest fan. Yeah, like yeah. just he would, he said he would like go out to train and not have any like specific goals. Like I'm gonna work on my Kongs today. Or I'm gonna work on my Lachets. Like it was just whatever he saw, he would just try and do that. And like mm. that's what made him into who he, mm. you know, he who he is. And mm. um, I always took that very close to the chest. Mm. Like yeah, it was a big motivator for me yeah um, I think a lot of people are like that like just letting curiosity guide the session yeah yeah mm. and I'd be like oh I shouldn't be doing this because I need to be focusing on my weaknesses which is like this and yeah yeah I don't know it's just a weird it's a different mentality and everyone's different I'm, I'm, you mm. know it's like there's no right or wrong way but yeah, I just find sure. the most joy in yeah, yeah, yeah. being able to touch on whatever yeah. anyone's doing really I feel like that makes you well rounded like if you're going to like different places different spots and it's like oh I'll try this and may as well get involved it's not necessarily what I'm good at but yeah. as long as I keep trying to make something happen eventually you'll find your way and like yeah, what yeah. works for you yeah. but not letting I feel like, like failure deter you from yeah. keeping on the, the track I feel like there is, a, there is a kind of thing what people do they go to a spot and they look for somewhere to put their special move in this spot and whereas like I know that's also cool but I feel like it's like you should be reading the spot and like reading what the spot has to offer and then test mm-hmm. yourself to the spot rather than like you go you go to the same spot and always hit like the same move it's kind of like are you really training or are you just drilling the same thing that's why i love traveling so much yeah. is because you just see completely new things that you yeah. would never see in your hometown and it and like makes you really think and like try and break down like the you know your ability to commit to a challenge in the first place mm-hmm. um and that's why I love Europe and England so much because it's just like completely different than the US. Mm. And there's always things I like think about when I'm in the US. Like, oh, I wish like there was a spot like this or like, and I come here and there's always like a little bit of that like dotted around oh, and no, it's, it's such a fun, it's like a little like Easter egg hunt. <laughs> like trying to find these spots with these like, yeah, weird ideas with them. But Oh, that's all cool. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> yeah. Um, going back to like, uh, your story and your struggle went around skull chatter time and COVID mm-hmm. times and everything. I listened on um, to your episode on collecting scars with Sydney Olson, um, and there was a part where, like, y- y- when you um, mentioned that you were thinking about like kind of 
just leaving parkour for a bit mm-hmm. like, uh, and you like I had no idea in that podcast you mentioned um, that you were going to look into getting into real estate instead as like a as a career change yeah is that like when, uh, when you went home or yeah my, my family has a uh, like they have a LLC and so they mm. they'll like my parents it's first started out with my parents buying a house on this island which is in Washington um, it's a really big island, but um, doesn't have very many people on it, so it feels pretty like small town. Mm. Um, and then you know they bought it and then rented it out for people to come in and rent, and uh, and then they sold it like you know like I forget how long it, they like held on to the house, but just you know like that was like the start of like oh you can invest in properties and then rent them out to pay down the mortgage oh, right. and then sell it later and you know for a profit and oh, okay um so they started doing that and that, that was mainly what i was thinking about like really doing that full-time mm. like trying to be like a, a manager or you know whatever that would imply i didn't really know i yeah, still don't yeah. really know oh i think in um, my head i thought like into real estate as in like you were going to be like a realtor or something no, no. I, like, I cannot imagine that. come on <laughs> hold out hold out try and get into stunts a little bit more like it will after covid things will pick up yeah is that someone who tries to like sell you the house and walks around like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah like the open houses yeah. and stuff yeah. <laughs> yeah. i could not imagine myself doing that yeah there's, it'd be hard i don't know there's no yeah. way hard to imagine <laughs> So, so like, oh, what? Uh, how come you didn't go down that route instead? You, um, what changed? Yeah, I don't know. I think it was just a lot of because uh, I went back home to my parents' place for I think it was about six months, and it was you know, I think it was around twenty twenty one, like early twenty twenty one, and you know I told my parents like I just need to take a break from LA because I just don't really have a I don't have a, like a home like I don't really have a, like a foundation and I was just bouncing between people's yeah. places and I just was kind of going crazy because I just I don't know for me personally I just need like a just a place to like not calm mind but just to feel grounded I guess yeah and it, it's, um, it's like when you feel like you're being a burden on other people as yeah well. that's I, I I'm, I'm really sensitive to that like I, yeah. I never want to like make people feel like they have to like like rely on something that I'm doing like I just want to be able to like give them space um mm. it just felt like i was yeah it just felt like la wasn't i was not meant to be in la at that time so um i went home and you know i, I still had some money saved up and i wasn't working or anything i was just kind of like skating and just like training a little bit but like really not at all i don't really remember what i was doing <laughs> at the time just kind of fuck all and i think my my mom especially was kind of like you know trying to like give me that like push to be like you should do something else and like get like a regular job or you know just make make do with your time that you're not doing anything because you know might as well Mm -hmm. and you know i think i was pretty adamant about like holding out and waiting for covid to like subside like the effects of covid at least yeah um and then make my way back to la and there was just like some tension there i guess um, with what she wanted and what i wanted um and so that was a bit of a difficult time because it just felt like our values weren't like in the same place mm-hmm. and it kind of made me question a lot of things um and i think it was kind of that actually that made me really want to go back to la in the first place which at the time of living there during the pandemic it was kind of like just not a great experience it was really? Like really lonely and just wasn't what i it just it just was it just kind of blew my mind that i'd left Missoula and all my best friends to pursue 
stunts and to pursue like you know just making a living in yeah. LA and then for all this to happen and then to be like completely down and out and like at that point not even wanting to train anymore and I was just getting really frustrated by that whole like like just this the downward spiral mm. of how everything had transpired mm. um and I think I kind of just told myself like all right like I'm I was just over it and convinced myself to try to go back um to LA and really really grateful and glad that I did because that was like the big turnaround for me um finally getting your own space as well yeah and yeah uh one of the the manager of the Tempest Valley Gym I just randomly asked her I was like hey like do you know of anyone that has like a room or like like any space that you could think of that I could stay at and she was just like very nonchalantly like oh I have a spare bedroom like Mm. you you could stay with me I was like wait what like no way like I thought it was gonna be temporary as mm. well but like we're like best friends now and I've uh, been there for the past two years and it's actually like a great person to be like best friends with and I think that's like the key to living in LA or living in a big city is finding you know those like small amounts of people that you really connect with yeah because if you don't it's just like there's so many people that come and go that it can like take a toll on you for sure like you just mm. kind of feel like alone well just like a solid support group anywhere yeah it's, it's yeah. important like to reestablish yourself in like i know it's the same country but it might as well not be like yeah like uh seattle and and missoula are drastically different from like la yeah. like i don't know if i can you're not the type of uh American, I could see like attending networking parties in LA or something. No. You're not very LA, as well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so no, like, no. Yeah, yeah. That and that, yeah. That's always a support group is is super important wherever you go. Yeah, and it's just there's so many people like that that you're talking about where it's right. like yeah, and that's if you're not that. In my head, I, st- I still struggle with that sometimes too, where I'm like, I'm not that way, and so in that in that sense I'm not not gonna make it or like I'm not gonna be successful in mm. LA because of that yeah um, which is pretty frustrating I don't think but that's necessarily true though right no I don't think it is uh, it's just like a it's just sorry yeah I don't know I, it, I can't like pinpoint it exactly but when there's so many like when you become the black sheep even if it is for the right reasons it starts to make you question like wait am I like doing is this the right mm path like and i think that's like kind of like the start of like the overthinking and you start like questioning a lot of things because like genuinely like genuinely i'm who i am and i'm not trying to like pretend to be someone else (laughs) and la feels like it's just it like promotes the opposite of that and Mm. it's like a constant struggle for me i guess trying Mm. to figure out like how to live the la life but also be down to earth and like be a good person <laughs> it's like it's 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 a yeah it's, it's weird um, yeah I, it's lucky you, you've got a uh, tempest backing you and everything like yeah that's a I big, assume they help i assume stunt work comes how much of it comes through yourself like or an agency or are they acting as an agency I, uh I no like i haven't i do have an agent um but honestly i get most of my jobs through through tempest like or oh, through yeah. friends of tempest nice. um like I got to work on a Zack Snyder film for for four or five months last year, Sick. and it was all because of Victor Lopez. He just shot me a text and was like, "Hey, are you available for these dates?" And I was just like, "Yes," no, <laughs> and, that, and that was it. Like it's yeah, it's such so like I can't imagine myself surviving L.A. without having Tempest. Like they're a big, mm. big, big help. Um, 
and it's always just you know it's just good to be a part of a a crew that is all kind of going down you know the right the the path that we all kind of are you have the same vision i guess and Mm. it's cool to be a part of that because you know it's tough when everyone's kind of like in different parts of their lives and it's hard to kind of like you know be on the same path i guess um Mm. but yeah it's been yeah work is stunt work is kind of like the avenue that i initially moved down to la so it was really nice to have last year to kind of like be a uh, a big like chapter of like all right this is this is a possibility like this like is doable at least <laughs> like because so for a while it was kind of like yeah. chasing like this like dream almost of like and like it may not happen ever mm-hmm. um but it just takes a lot of time and i think that's with anything that you're like you know trying to be better at and trying to achieve is like you don't see all the the failures which again aren't even really necessarily like failures but just like the the moments of just questioning everything like those are what like really truly test your character and like how much you're willing to put on the line and how how like much you believe in what you're trying to do um because at the end of the day if, if it was easy as just trying once and getting that like first try then everyone would do it mm. and it wouldn't be mm. it wouldn't be valuable like you know like there's yeah true the, yeah. it's the contrast that is um the most important thing yeah the hard things make you stronger yeah you gotta rise and adapt and yeah it's a it's a really your own path. it's a hard thing to like accept <laughs> um but yeah super there's, grateful there's so much uncertainty with like pursuing parkour as a career in terms of like yeah yeah people look for careers as like a they look for like job security don't they that kind of like monthly salary etc and it's like mm. parkour is the complete opposite it's yeah. like, better you can off get being like, a realtor <laughs> you can get like one big job or something and then not have anything for another year or something and then you know it's like it's crazy anything can happen with parkour and it's it's kind of you do have to be brave to pursue that unknown path because yeah. there is so many yeah. unknowns to it and it's nothing's guaranteed you know you could lose your spark you could get injured yeah, yeah. there's so many things that can happen but yeah yeah I think credit to anyone who's trying it because yeah yeah my respect goes to you i think one of my favorite quotes is like the definition of insanity is trying the same thing over and over again and mm. expecting different results it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah that's like kind of been like a lot of what i've been doing <laughs> All a bit loopy in the park. <laughs> yeah, 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 but it's good. Though. I've it's lost good. me marbles a long time ago. <laughs> I've only got a few left. They're not already all gone. Rattling Hit my head a little bit too there. many times, but yeah, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. Um, what was your favourite part of Oslo Movement Gallery? Favourite part? Oh, it was all so good. It's so hard to pinpoint one exact thing. But... I think the romance between you and Alfred Scott uh, <laughs> was what I was kind that, of fishing for. Yeah, <laughs> true. That was, it was so good to see Alfred again. It's like nothing had changed. Like, I mean, yeah, it, it's, he's just the same person, even though he like kind of stopped training for a little bit. Yeah. And now he's like, his back is feeling good enough to train and mm. still is like one of the best at all the skills that he basically like invented back in yeah. the day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is it's, fucking inspiring yeah. you know I hope the kids know how much of a goat he is when when meeting him at Oslo moving gallery <laughs> dude but I think yeah I think honestly yeah, my favorite part was just seeing everyone again because like yeah that was my first this is my first time uh, across the pond since uh, before COVID oh mm. so just like had that much more meaning to like 
you know, see everyone from every different part of the world. Like, you know, there's, I mean, so many different countries were being represented yeah. at that yeah, event. Yeah, it was crazy. It was amazing. Um, and yeah, the list of athletes attending. Like, yeah, it looked, <laughs> it I thought it was like, fake at first. Like, yeah, I legitimately yeah. thought it was not real. I was like, there's no way they can fly out this many people to an event. Mm, yeah, but yeah. Everyone was there. Yeah. They pay your flights. Yeah, they did. Oh, uh, pay my dude, flights. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, happy, happy to pay. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole reason I'm here right yeah. now. Yeah. It's because yeah, 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 of the Oslo. Yeah. So after Oslo, where did you go? After did you go to the Kipper Jam as well? Uh, eventually, mm. yeah. I hung out with Alfred and uh, some of these other Norwegian guys. You went to that swamp place. Went to that swamp place. Yeah. Did some. Yeah, that's nuts. Some that belly place. flops and the. Yeah, <laughs> I just so want to go, but you have already briefly told us about that story. But I feel like you should expand on it a little bit more. Like, t- t- talk to the audience about like. The um, getting stuck through the yeah layer. oh yeah of course so, bonkers yeah, was, so this is this spooky. is a swamp that place bookie, where bro. you 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 guys might have seen online already because yeah, like there's some TDM David is one of the guys that we went with and he's from Norway and he oh, like, right. he had, like one of the videos he made was like one of the most popular videos in Norway and yeah. it was him like head, diving headfirst into yeah. the swamp I've, I've wanted to go there since like the the um, quicksand. Stuff and we, like we've sent that yeah. swamp on chat like two times, yeah. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you guys definitely time. should go, mm. it's so fun, but but it sounds scary, right? It's a bit spooky too because we went with uh this dude Ken, and um, he, you know, he was telling us the first time we got there, like if you punch all the way through because it's just grass and moss on top of, of a lake, so mm. it's just water under you, and so that's why it looks and ripples and looks like water. And if you punch all the way through the moss and grass and go like completely underneath under your head like the chances of you getting out mm. is really low because so it's just completely black unlike and ice where there's some level of transparency that's what ken was saying darkness underneath yeah right? yeah so that's what ken was saying he's like i'd rather be under ice and, I, and instinctually the idea of going under ice and like swimming around sounds terrifying so mm. like it really shook me up to hear him like being like oh do not go under <laughs> unless like you like there are some like big holes that Right, they made or something, or they're just there. Okay, um, and like you can like go under just like a little bit and then come back up, mm, and that's fine. Enough space that you're not going to drift away from your hole. But if you like, if you punch in your own hole, it's really scary. Um, and uh, one of the first steps I took, I like basically went up to my armpits and I just like stuck my arms out because I just heard what he was telling us Aww. and just freaked out. Um, but yeah, it was it was such a trippy trippy place to be because it just it didn't feel real like you could literally land like i was landing like i was doing back pikes and like landing I, the one i like land on my my butt and just like in a pike yeah yeah but there's other ones where i like would try and like pike and like under rotate so i'd land like feet first and my head would like stick in too and like you could just like land like almost any position and be like completely fine oh, so <laughs> it was like basically just this massive like resi yeah <laughs> it was yeah. so fun it was the, and yeah. like the sound it makes is so <laughs> hilarious it was just like sounds so satisfying to go and have a little play around there like where you jumped back and did that back pike to your cocktail <laughs> oh my god i'm sl- slightly less keen now after hearing yeah that. it's not yeah. great like half of us when we did our quicksand thing like freaked out like, yeah, yeah that looked terrifying, callum was like dude. chilling chilly chilling 
Yeah. And a few of us were just like, as soon as you got past your waist, it's there. people were like really freaking out. Drew, probably. Drew, yeah, Drew and Max oh, mainly. Dude, yeah. no. and, I, and I was like, I actually thought they were joking at first. Like, get me out, get me out. No. <laughs> I was like, oh, ha, ha, ha. And then I was like, wait a minute. Oh. Seriously, seriously. No, seriously, no. I'm not joking. Times, then I was like, okay. <laughs> like, seriously, seriously, seriously. <laughs> okay. I should maybe be scared as well. <laughs> but Callum was just chilling the whole time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, as soon as I got to, like, rib cage, like, where your lungs start, I guess. Like, mm. where you're more buoyant, I suppose. Like, you just stop. That's what I've heard as well. Mm. And it's in practice. That was kind of what happened. It was up, kind of up to here. Oh. Yeah. After um, you went Kipper, right? Yeah, I went after, uh, after Norway. Mm. You know, we went to Kipper. I went with... Uh, well, actually, sorry, no. I lied. I went to Eindhoven. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was in, oh, yeah, of I course. I was in uh, Norway for, I think, I two days you- after... And then I flew to Ein- uh, Amsterdam and then took a train down to Eindhoven to hang out with uh, Bart, yeah. uh, Johan, Johan, and um, just the rest of the commit boys. And how was Johan doing? Like, how was his, like, because the last time we saw him, he just smashed his face into a wood. Yeah, that, that, that was the first clip he showed. Yeah, that like, guy, which yeah. is, like, I can imagine. Has that been in a joint video? Yeah. No, no, the, the content still hasn't been released onto the YouTubes. Right. So yeah, the join yeah. and the YouTube is still re- yet to be released. Rotterdam. You will see soon the Rotterdam water challenges, but I think that's coming in literally like a month's time for the audience because mm. different videos are getting put in front of it so yeah he said his teeth still hurt oh, he's like, he so like, yeah, like yeah, biting into food and he's like I had to like, he had to like bite on like the side yeah. I felt so guilty as well because like we found those challenges yeah. and like oh. none of us were up for it because we'd already had a long day like we met up with them like yeah. a bit later on we've already shot quite a bit a long trip and long day yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and uh none of us were kind of feeling up for it like you couldn't go and test this like yeah, this yeah. pillar that was above water it was Just a bit shallow as well like oh. rocky underneath like Johan stepped up to the plate and like um, did it nicely yeah. like he, yeah, he landed he it, it nicely it like his body yeah. position was in the right spot yeah. Yeah. it's just with these types of jumps where you can't test the landing before going for it it is still a massive element of unknown of like how it's going to act yeah. yeah some of them had this green layer on it that was like you can't really see the texture but you can just see the color and yeah. obviously there was this small layer of like green dust on on the landing of the arm jump that made his feet like completely disappear from in front of him. no grip no whatsoever. his hands are kind of fluttering at the top he of landed it in a perfect uh position to receive the cat leap yeah. but like just shoom straight to face <laughs> Toby also straight did water. that in um, Animal Gap oh yeah Animal Gap but that was when it was raining and that's a roof gap as well and he stayed on so fair. yeah it's, it's yeah. like he had wet feet the amount of grip that he possessed, like, possessed in that moment it was just nothing straight to his face and then mm. slipped to the water and we were like oh, yeah I felt bad because we're only there because I've found this spot on maps and then he's only doing it because we, we've like come to this spot so yeah. it's like yeah I know what you mean it's He's I not felt a little bit bad. Obviously, he's not doing it because yeah, he's not like, the type we, of dude. No, no, he's doing no. it because he wants to do it. But yeah. still, it's like <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah, it's unfortunate. I do feel that pressure a little bit, like mm-hmm. like taking yeah, taking people to um to a spot where it's like I don't know. Like if uh, I'm suggesting, yo, let's go hit this massive roof gap or whatever, or this crazy challenge, and then if like it's not on me, but like. It, we wouldn't be going to some of these spots if like I ha- we haven't suggested it so mm-hmm. there, I don't know is that it is a bit of a weird pressure I don't know I don't know really where else I'm going yeah. with this yeah, yeah, yeah. Certainly. yeah. There's, 
definitely a level of guilt always like if you're suggesting stuff and even if it's like a subconscious uh like like what people feel like they have to gain from like pushing themselves like a little bit further because like competition does that for people like what uh what environments can you provide for people for them to like subconsciously or consciously kind of go a bit further than they would or risk accept like a little higher level of risk because of like um like some ulterior like reward or something and like if you're like adding that kind of you're creating that environment just by being there because we yeah. mm. of our following or or because we're who we are i guess mm. i don't know happens but like and and that guy the other day as well uh ped the the guy yeah. from glasgow that did yeah, the sugahara yeah. were Bro, you there i was there yeah yeah he snapped his tibia doing a sugahara um was it is it tibia or fibula i think it was uh tibia the bigger bone i'm pretty sure i saw in his story could have been it, it was it was um I'm pretty sure it was a smaller bone yolo flow sure. that did the fibula yeah yeah yeah. i thought it was the same break and maybe i'm wrong i thought it was maybe both, i'm wrong uh, Cause, yeah, because like he was like his leg wasn't like off the side yeah. or anything. Like it was just straight and like yeah, yeah, a hundred percent of the weight bear. Like he was even mm. like, hobbling on it. Like same with James. Oh right, which Jesus. is a weird like yeah, that's that's hard. To past two weeks, seen two leg breaks. Right. Like, uh, yeah, knock on some wood. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. don't want to nice. be joining and, that group. Um, and so Dom Tomato was filming that clip, and it's like yeah, I wonder how much that went into the melting pot of the decision making of that. Dom is super like he encourages the people around him when he's yeah. training to also kind of like take on their own yeah. mental challenges he, he does that to himself to a, a massive yeah. extent yeah, but yeah, I think yeah. he does also carry that that yeah. mentality to the people yeah, around yeah, him true, which but, is but like, sometimes helpful but it does also come with an effect that sometimes yeah, it's yeah. like this person might be pushing a little bit too far but yeah. and if you push sometimes shit happens you know yeah I mean? yeah, so, yeah. And, and it's a great environment sometimes to have like yeah like creating an environment where people can do their best stuff and succeed but like how yeah. much of it is is like forcing you to go beyond but to be re- fair beyond reason i guess and yeah. um i guess yeah we've said on this podcast before like be a selective gas man like yeah. choose choose your moments like especially if you don't know the person you yeah. shouldn't be saying like easy you've got this easy when it's like you and especially if it's person. dom like you have if you yeah. you don't know the person yeah. and you should know like the effect you have on people just by existing in the area yeah. ra- like let alone like putting a camera in their face like this is gonna go on my vlog like you're gonna be seeing my all my people and you're gonna yeah. make a name for yourself this is your chance <laughs> like <laughs> i'm not i'm not even saying that that's what was going through no it really wasn't at all pedro pedro is yeah it? yeah pedro, pedro yeah, yeah. He, i mean right after he broke his leg mm. he was like oh, i'm just happy i did it he was actually like stoked he was like at least i did it like i was like the only reason i came to uh, stockholm was to do a sukahara outside and i did it so i'm right. happy and i was mm. like damn that's yeah. pretty wild like he, let out he wasn't like he wasn't, he didn't <laughs> seem <laughs> happy at no the the, that definitely that pain definitely sounded gnarly um but he was in good spirits though like he yeah. it wasn't like dom forced him to do it or anything yeah, yeah, yeah. no of course, like there's of nothing like, it's, it's more the environment yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure yeah. yeah it can be i actually message him like joking about like oh you probably only did it because you were there you should feel a great amount of guilt (laughs) 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 and and he assured me it's like no 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 it was all it was all like it was all 
done very carefully yeah. and everything. It's just shit happens. It's unfortunate. You can't yeah. blame anything on anything. Yeah. 100%. But, but yeah. Um, Keeper. Yeah. How was that apart from that? That was a another great fucking event. Like the Kippa boys know exactly. And last yeah. year was their first event, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm amazed that they've been able to put on such like a massive gathering mm. with like so many different people showing up, and and also just amazed by like how the city is just fine with it. Like mm-hmm. yeah. we had oh, yeah, like yeah. we had nearly like 170 to 200 people, I think, in total, yeah, and we're all just like in this one spot, like. Surely we're getting kicked out, but we were just there like all day. I think we only had one issue with like a security yeah. guard just a security on the last guard day. With a bloody dog. Yeah, that dog, and like yeah. it just had a little power trip. But like other yeah, than that, sure. the event went amazing. And there's just something about like the midsummer vibes is so crazy because mm. it's Norway Sweden. and Sweden. Like it'd be you know like with the after party on Sunday. I think it only like got dark, which wasn't even dark at like midnight. And then yeah. this like people were we were out to like to like four or five and people are cliff jumping at three AM and the sun's yeah, like yeah, yeah. bright and it just look looks like it's just bright as day. Oh my goodness. We that missed out amazing. we missed out on that area last year, um, because Sasha had to go back to the Airbnb and edit. But like the evening ended up like we spent like three hours of which Sasha should have been at the Airbnb editing. We were rioting around Stockholm on lime scooters <laughs> just like being we were travelling home but we travelled home via very many too many roads <laughs> yeah. the most unofficial route yeah. yeah so we missed out on that yeah. bit of foam in the morning but it was very fun skirting about but yeah this time they had like uh, Lester Castro was doing like DJ set yeah and uh and you had like a big screening. What did they show? On the, uh, they they showed the uh, the new Kippa video, the one oh, that yeah. they showed at the oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. OMFG Jam. Yeah. But the projector, I think it was too humid or something because <laughs> the projector kept like crapping out and yeah. it kept like going black screen. Um, so I guess it like, came to save the day. We we did you do the judging at um, at own the spot? I did, yeah. Bart came to <laughs> like, oh, oh, dude, it was tech his, man himself. His whole his purpose was just to be there and fix the generator because it had broken. Um, <laughs> I think they they yanked on the the string to get the generator started, and it snapped. So the string like went into the machine oh, and like got wrapped shit. up. As they had to take it apart, and then Bart, there was like hour and a half, two hours of Bart and all of them just like fiddling with it, and yeah. then. So there was like no music or anything, and people are, you know, people are still having a great time. Like people are jumping in the water and chit chatting and drinking and just having a good time. Um, and then all of a sudden, in the background, you just hear like this engine start, and everyone's just like, "Yeah!" <laughs> <laughs> it was the funniest experience. <laughs> we had an en- we had a, a generator um, fail to work on us once at the suicide walk yeah. once when we when we were doing shit. the zombie thing. Mm. Toby just called up his older brother and and Ben and got it working that's so, amazing next time call Ben that's what I'm saying <laughs> <laughs> gotta have Ben on speed yeah. dial <laughs> put his number on the screen <laughs> yeah um yeah and in the UK after Kippa now you're here yeah after Kippa yeah I came straight here uh, stayed in Sweden for cause I fly, flew here on Tuesday I believe yeah nice and uh had Monday um to train and after the jam which was I didn't think was going to happen because of how long of a night Sunday was but had a good rest and mm. then uh, got some good challenges on uh, Monday and then yeah flew here on Tuesday and 
got to train with you a lot and do some water challenges, which was yeah. super fucking fun. I've never, like, I don't think I've ever done a water challenge, like, before, like that before. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was that. definitely an honor to do it with you yeah. guys. How I was it being on the other side of it? Like, how how was that day yesterday? Because I, I, I don't think a lot, like, Aiden was like, yeah, you guys really, you guys really churn it out. Like, you do really work hard. Like, that was mental. Like, <laughs> it's like, not normally do we have to, like, race the sunset in yeah, that yeah. kind of way. We had, like, <laughs> that was two a- hours, like, setting up, like, yeah. all these rigs and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I was super impressed. An hour to get everything done. Like, everyone wanted like, to have like, their own thing to Like, film. we didn't, like, miss anything. Like, there, like yeah, we got competed. everything. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. got everything in the bag, which was amazing. Just in time before it got, like, got a little bit too dark yeah. to film. Yeah, yeah. yeah. More time would have been greater because I feel like it would have given everyone a little bit more, like a feeling of like relaxedness to kind of try some harder stuff. But mm-hmm. like you did your gargoyle gain a pre and Trav did his side pre and everyone hit some ma- mad challenges. So it's the video is going to be absolutely nuts. So I can't wait to share that one. Yes, yeah. it's, it's dropping on the tenth. Do you know we were talking about last night when oh, it's going to come? Oh, tenth of so, July. Yeah. So Thanks. not this Monday the following, following Monday. Monday yeah, yeah. sick yeah. I'll be looking out for that one because that's mm. going to be a fun watch but yeah, yeah I feel like it was like such an interesting atmosphere because mm. it wasn't like everyone's being pressured to do the challenge like too quickly or like be out of their comfort zone but there was just like urgency to get the challenges done yeah. because like if you, didn't, yeah. if you didn't do them like you didn't do them that, yeah that's the thing nobody's pressuring you to do the challenge quickly but the sun is yeah the sun yeah. going down is like I certainly felt it like I'd probably take my time with a few more of these challenges, but in the current circumstances, I'm just going now. Yeah, yeah. And I think that honestly was like probably a good thing in the end. Yeah. Like it kind of just like made you like, like you look at the challenge and you wouldn't fiddle with like the thought of like, oh, maybe should I do this or maybe should yeah. I not do this? Mm. It was kind of just like you make a decision then and there and then you go through the process and do it like, or don't. And like yeah. there's no like yeah. issue yeah. or anything. Like Just keep it in the instincts mode only. Don't yeah, let it like yeah. start yeah. filtering into your brain. You know that you can do that. Just switch off all the fears and the irrational thoughts and just try it. Yeah. I wonder 100%. how the time element uh, is going to be worked into the edit as well or whether it will come out or whether we were filming around <laughs> that like time just have like a, like, a, like a time <laughs> till sunset on the top left like corner or something like. we, we were meant to leave it earlier but um, like we, we all like had edits and stuff and people were busy and Toby and, and Josh had just flown back from Paris that morning so yeah, people need yeah. to sleep I think the main thing as well was uh, just high tide as well the high tide mm. was at the if end we got the there too early as well then then tide wouldn't be high enough yeah, yeah. Mm. like for yeah. when you go in the water i don't think anyone even touched down in the end people who fell in i didn't eat no it's deep last, it's pretty deep anything. yeah yeah which is good um but yeah we're thinking we could go back and hold like a bigger event there like it's a weird place isn't it like yeah it's like no... it feels like you're in your own world out there yeah because it takes yeah. so long to get there and you're at the end of this I don't even know how long that period is, but it's massive. <laughs> I think I've measured it one time. It's it's getting close to like a kilometer. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Yeah, the walk back's weirdly long, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You're walking, yeah. It's like, oh, it's just over there. And then it's one of those weird things that you just keep walking and it doesn't feel like the end's getting any closer. Yeah, and doing the, I love the climb down in the dark was like the <laughs> yeah. cherry on top of the day. I was like, all right, this has been amazing. <laughs> Everyone booking out. Everyone booking out. I'm booked out. I'm booked. Right. So I asked on my story for any um, oh god for questions and spitball them out. <laughs> this one's from Aiden, and this is. <laughs> oh, no. Can you guess what it is? 
It was from the conversation walking back last night. Ah. <laughs> Who's the best at con gainers? Oh, who is the best at con gainers? Top three best. Top three con gainers. That's tough because there's like different reasons as to why I would choose. Like, I feel like I'd have like two different lists for Hmm. different reasons. Ooh, interesting. Um, Because like Ellis just posted him doing a Kong double gainer off of quite low on Sprung Floor. Like one that you should only be able to do one. (laughs) Um, So in my head, like that's making me say Ellis maybe is number one and Verky's number two. But like I see Travis doing Kong gainers like in a way that in my head is like very much like it like res- uh, resembles parkour like where he's able yeah. to do them almost anywhere which is mind-blowing to me and, and yeah. ellis is similar too but travis just has like that steez i think he's doing my, my, gaps he's doing it trees yeah aggressive start when you like yeah and i feel like in terms of power maybe ellis has a little bit more on it travis but like in terms of like personal favorite i yeah. think i'd say travis ellis kaylin Nice. Um, that's just a bit yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I yeah. Uh, who who else but Kalen has done double outside, and Travis? I don't. It's just think those two. Anyone? They should be rivals. They, they should be competitors. <laughs> <laughs> they should hate each other. <laughs> <laughs> the race of the Congainer King continues. Who will it be? Twenty twenty three. I mean, I mean, it's, it's, it's all like. Sorry, guys. Kalen and Berkey, like once, like Ellis is gonna do it like off head height outside, like double, yeah, Kong, yeah, like yeah. Kong double gainer. Yeah. Has you done Kong gainer fall outside? Oh yeah, Ellis. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> How did you miss that one? This was um actually a kind of a new format that touched on a new format that we wanted to try for the podcast, which was like a top three yeah. kind of thing. So it's similar. It would run similar to that. Maybe we can try after the questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. Yeah, we'll have come, a new little top three. New, new little thing for the guests to try. Top three, mm. and then we'll have a different category each time. Yeah, well, some of these are like who is his top five favorite athletes. So we can, oh, we can do that. I guess do three. Do three. Top three favorite athletes. Oh, this man. one's interesting because it's a little portal into what I you kind of get to, inspired by. I yeah. used to have this answer like locked in and like remember it very yeah, well. Yeah. And then now I just completely forgotten it. Um, but it, it changes with time as well, right? Like, yeah, not- it does. I think I don't really look at it as in terms of like rank, but just in terms of like I would always pick people that are somewhat different like disciplines. Right. And yeah, I feel like my top three, just in terms of inspiration, was is uh, Joey Adrian. Hmm. Alfred Scott and Dylan Baker. I think nice. Hell yeah. Three, Hell like, yeah. In my head, like they're the best at their craft, and they're just my favorite fucking people to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, I think that says a lot about your star. And I don't know. Yeah, I think spitballing. I'm not gonna think about it too much. No, <laughs> yeah, that, that yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's absolutely fine. Whatever comes from the dome. How is he so hot? <laughs> Next question. How does he? No answer. <laughs> how does he view mobility training? I, I don't know whether that means like. Do you have a like routine or routine outside of parkour? Um. Yeah. I guess. Uh, I mean, I I did do gymnastics for about a year and a half when I was like twelve years old. Right. And they make you flexible. <laughs> yeah. Whether you like it or not. Um, you are a pretty flexible guy. Yeah. I have all three splits still. I'm oh, holding oh, on oh, to yeah. them yes. for as long Box as I splits. can. Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah. Flipping Can out. you pancake? Man yeah. of many talents. Jeez. Yeah. Um, what a guy. It's definitely not like 
regimented in any way because mm. things change and like even like traveling the past two and a half weeks like i can't mm. remember last time i did a split and I, I think i did splits all three splits like a week ago maybe just to like see like oh am i getting yeah. stiffer and which i definitely am but it's not like debilitating or anything mm. um but yeah i always stretch like hamstrings and uh hip flexors right in the morning and yeah it's it's not like there's no like strict thing to follow in my, in my yeah, yeah it's like doing whatever feels right for your body and because of gymnastics at the time like being a kid like that's what was normal and so i think my body's kind of adapted to that but like i wouldn't say like someone in their 20s just automatically be doing the stretching mm. routine that i would normally do now because like it's just you know different um different time frames and, like, i think you summed it up perfectly too. when you said like do whatever feels right for you yeah like, 100%. kind of answered perfectly in my mind it's like whatever's you feel like you need to work on just try that and and it, yeah, and it can be fucking boring too. Like stretching can be really yeah, boring. boring. Yeah, but, yeah, fine. Uh, but it, it feels nice sometimes. But yeah, when the, yeah. the novelty of it feeling nice goes down, then it's very, very hard to stay like regimented yeah. to doing like three sets of thirty seconds per like muscle group and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I don't do. I know some like, people that do that, and I'm just like, I cannot yeah. do this, dude. I can't. It's it's easier to do it with like this. like three sets of three sets of 10 with like the bodybuilder exercises if you enjoy like the feeling of a pump and stuff but like with the yeah. with stretching it's just like this is like it's just mildly uncomfortable it's just feels bad. <laughs> like, it feels like it's death metal almost <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah yeah i need to stretch more you stretch yeah I'm, I'm similar to nate in terms of i just do what i float between doing mm. what feels right on different days i do different things i hang on a bar I do little rogue hamstring stretches. I do like calf stretches whenever I'm like mm. by a curb or you know what I mean, like on on an elevator going up escalator. Escalator, yeah, calf yeah. stretch on this. Yeah, yeah, perfect. Yeah, so like very environmental. Yeah, I so I don't have anything strict, but just yeah. sort of just try and keep myself mobile. You, yeah, you build up like a, a a bank of knowledge in your head of like what you your body feels normally like good with yeah and the moment you start like stretching or not even like stretching but just like testing out like oh how is this feeling today yeah. how is this feeling like you yeah can, like just doing the act of doing that is already way better than anything else yeah. i'd say yeah mm. and what, what what's that uh, what's the word for uh like what cats do to stretch and stuff like just do word. a bit of that every now and again just yeah, that, there's a word for it. It begins with P, but I can't remember what it is. Oh, actually, I don't know. When, when cats like stretch out like routinely, just like almost reflexively. It Someone doesn't matter comments, what the word is. People, people know what, what it is. is it doesn't matter. Who cares? It's just words. They're just names for shit. When you said P, I just went to purring, and it's just like. <laughs> Did the beard make him better at parkour? Mm. Yes. Maybe, oh, because you had maybe. a goatee for a bit, didn't you? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah. I started with a goatee because I didn't think I could grow like an actual full beard. That was pretty and then full. I, it, yeah. That was evil name. <laughs> that was my alter ego. <laughs> um, no, I think, honestly, the, the motivator for growing a beard, which looking back on it is pretty stupid. Um, but I was like, ah, I'm not like doing that much with COVID. I'm like sitting, I'm like eating more and like mm. not exercising as much. I'm probably getting fatter. So I'm just going to grow a beard just to cover up this, this double chin. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I just like bullshit. Oh, but, like, um, but yeah, then I was growing it for like a year and a half, I think, or something like that. And then on that movie that I was working on for like with the Zack Snyder f- film. Um, what was the name of that film? Uh, Rebel Moon. Rebel. Yeah. Have you heard of that? Rebel Moon. 
it's like a Star Wars um, Western, well, Zack Snyder's version of Star Wars, basically. Okay. What is Zack? What is, what else has Zack Snyder done? Because I know that uh, he directed Three Hundred. Um, I believe Ooh. the Justice League. Oh yeah, of course. Um, yeah. Countless others. I'm not remembering them all. Big time. But yeah, he's a big time director. No, um, he's he's done um, the new like Batman. The, Bat- the Batman ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's a super chill dude too. Like, someone asks, "Who are you? Who am I? I don't yeah. know. Wait, who is this guy? Because he's got ADD in his uh, in his name. On uh... mate, anyone who has ADD in their name on Instagram like not as in um, attention deficit <laughs> I mean R2 <laughs> like the the forgotten name of like Parkour. the third the third well technically it's the first that's like I think it's the first name that Parkour got like named by Sebastian Foucault damn um, yeah. sorry French people no one calls it that anymore yeah no one uh, <laughs> but pe- people say it's like a different sport well they don't call it a sport they'll, they'll actually tear 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 you to shreds if you call it a sport so <laughs> back in the, the people that uh, call it Ardu Displacement that treat it as a philosophy like the, yeah. it's, it's like state the, of mind. the Yamakasi like uh, the Yamakasi ilk uh, mm. all call it that so you can guarantee if you get this guy's being like ooh who is he like so that's that's how I'm reading this just because he's got ADD <laughs> in the day it's like yes people, people can be uh Famous parkourists, and they're, like, <laughs> and they're a podcast. Don't be, don't be butthurt about and people just... like idolizing people, <laughs> or like even not idolizing me. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's that's funny. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna name him. He just has AD in here, ADD in his name, and now I'm telling everyone to be skeptical of those people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh, that? he listens to the podcast. Nice. Judging from this. Um, yes let's go power versus tech which is more important in brackets false dichotomy I know but I'm still curious what he thinks which is more important Uh, power versus tech uh, tech I think yeah yeah because you can you can gain power by weightlifting or by just training more jumping lots but like tech is like an acquired skill based on time repetition that like you can't just like I feel like power and strength is something that you can will into existence more I think yeah mm. and fluctuates a and, bunch yeah like does tech my, fluctuate in the same way or is that more, more of like a confidence thing like uh, personal experience and I don't think so because during that time and when the pandemic was happening I like yeah it took six months off and my power definitely got less but my tech felt like it got better which was mm. a weird, a weird thing. Because in my head, I was like, I'm gonna be so rusty and not not gonna be able to like land prees anymore. But that like stuck with me, really like, for for good. <laughs> yeah, maybe it takes longer yeah. than like months for those types of techniques to fade away. Yeah, yeah everyone think, thinks they yeah. they disappear really quickly, but I think it's really more the it's confidence. Years. Years. Yeah, yeah, the confidence. Yeah, the confidence. Mm. It's yeah. like Whenever riding, riding a bicycle back, or something. Mm. It's like when you ever come, ever you come back from an injury, like, and of course, like power is going to be like depleted massively yeah. especially if like say if it's an angle in ankle injury or knee injury like that area is going to be very sensitive and you won't let you output as much force yeah um but yeah power tech is seems not- tech seems to always stay there um it's it's mostly like your confidence with that tech like yeah. say if we we're talking about foot placement for example yeah or, like for 
for like rails like your confidence in your foot placement is going to be the thing that's affecting the tech not the actual ingrained movement patterns mm. yeah, it'd probably true. be more so the judgement would go before the like your yeah, foot more your trust in your judgement yeah, yeah. yeah rather than the actual like, your trust that, in your, your, your actual aim yeah. because mm. a lot of times like the aiming will be polluted by you second guessing and like yeah. kind of freaking out in the air and then you like mm. yeah, I actually never thought about that yeah. that's really interesting I had to do yesterday yeah, with man. yesterday's pre is just like see it just for what it is don't let anything else mm. enter like don't even consider the water just super hard don't even water. consider anything just like that's the only focus mm. it does definitely help when you break it down like that but I'm, I also agree with you Nate power, power is nothing without control I think yeah, yeah control that's over power how I feel I think that's probably a wise answer mm. yeah. yeah it was um, Uncle Bob from Spider-Man that said that originally wasn't it power is nothing without Uncle Bob really Uncle Ben Uncle Bob great power Spider-Man thoughts on the trend of off axis tricks ski terminology happening in free running yeah I love it. I think it's. I think it's sick. Yeah, it's a, right, yeah. like a completely different <laughs> avenue that. Yeah. Like I didn't. I didn't think you could, like, go down a different rabbit hole of flips and like different axes. Like. Yeah. Is and, anyone hating on that? Those type of things. Uh, uh, gymnastics, uh, cut boys. Yeah, <laughs> like, I swear, like off axis in parkour is kind of widely celebrated Alfred Scott but I think with, it uh, slanted Congo yeah, yeah but I think it depends <laughs> I guess I, maybe I can like explain my answer more I think it depends heavily on the trick because True. if the purpose of off axis is to make it stylish and to make it look different I think that's completely like that's great I love that but if it's to make a trick that is dangerous and difficult mm. for the purpose of getting past that, like being off axis to get over those hurdles. Yeah. So you don't hit your head on a con game. Yeah, like that's where I get a little bit like, okay, yeah. it's it's kind of a cop out at that point. Yeah, it's where Alfred um, Scott back in the day was just like, just yeah. call it a slant or a slanted con gainer. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Yeah, it's still hard, but it's not as hard yeah. as a straight con gainer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love, I love yeah, Alfred. People got so butt hurt. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we use like, a language should help us, dude. <laughs> Let's just... I don't know. I, mean, I can't make like a straight draw on the line, line in the sand. Yeah, it's not. And then it's like with everything, it's not like a very uh, yeah. strict black and white situation where you either love it or you hate it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I think from what I've been seeing, straight people doing cooler than a bit of a slanted one. Yeah, just with, with that one because yeah. of the danger element. Yeah, I think yeah, it's it's cool. I, I love the scene, the shit that Josh Malone's been doing, yeah. where he's like even just the idea of like he like would be on a trampoline and have like these bagged like weights in his hand and he would jump straight up and then throw the weights yeah. and then like back tuck there's this like, um wait, some what ski- <laughs> so there's some the skiers yeah. that have been fucking around with that kind of thing yeah and that's such doing a it cool thing like it's a thing i never thought of i didn't like, know he was doing that do you reckon yeah. he got it from the skiers then because he's also right. a skier um, sure. as well yeah, yeah. yeah. louis shano sure. straight yeah. did that video they're like weird physicists and stuff as well oh they're really like physicists skiers oh, apparently have you tried jumping with two stones in your hands um not for years and then i only found out a couple of years ago that um there's evidence to support that um the broad jump in like super early ancient greek olympics they used to use um 
stones in their hands, yeah. which is really kind of weird for, huh. for the broad jump into the sandpit. I can't um, remember what the weird. stones are called. Again, who gives a fuck? Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, that's that's really weird. Have you ever tried that? I have, yeah, and it's like it does sort of feel like it works. Surely it there's helps. like a, a like point of diminishing returns yeah. once like the stones are just too heavy. Yeah, and there like will definitely have to be a sweet spot for your weight and your kind of strength yeah. ratio, but. Yeah, I've done one where I was cliff jumping and I had this like, it wasn't like a boulder, but it was just like this big rock that was like the size of like my head, maybe a little bit bigger. And I just jumped off and then pushed the boulder as hard as I could and like threw it away and it just makes you back tuck. Oh, no So you can just palm, you can just palm flip from nothing, essentially. Oh, <laughs> what you were saying, what Josh Malone was doing. Yeah, like, yeah. But he was doing it like on, like in a gym or something. Yeah. Which, and the bags of weight were like really small. So it just made it look crazy because it looked like it came out of nowhere. Mm. But for what I was doing, it was like this big fucking rock. And also, you're falling with this thing. Yeah, that's, that why, you, that's why you have to terrifying. throw it super just far. <laughs> Imagine like you throw it, but actually like you throw yourself back back into the cliff and just land <laughs> on your back like on the ledge you were like oh. and then fucking like you just land like on the water and somehow the boulder like lands on your head oof yeah that'd be great <laughs> nice. how did you land in the water did you land it yeah yeah I landed it fine and the boulder was like five feet in front of me yeah. I remember well, I remember one time I was cliff jumping and I had these like rocks and I was joking like jumping and like throwing the rocks in the water before like, as I was in the air and throwing oh, the rocks sick. and I like threw one of the, of the rocks and it landed right where I was about to land and I hit the rock oh, in the water as I went in oh, oh yeah and it was because it just like hit and like slowly sunk and I just went buoyant. poof and just fucking skimmed my leg on it. Like, oh jeez that's a I didn't think that could happen fucking hell <laughs> um, if he could only train in one spot for the rest of his life which would it be that's a hard oh, question yeah, 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 yeah. that is like poof like the sorry it's your question yeah that's such a hard question so many different reasons as to why oh man god damn i don't even know if i can answer that dude what about a city can we change it to a city yeah maybe one spot is just ridiculous no one trains in one spot all their life what spot would that be what spot i want a spot that has bars that has ledges that has grass like it's yeah, I feel like in terms of cities, I don't know, that might help me a little bit more. But growing up, I think Colorado always was a really good location for basically like all you could ever want to train. Yeah, which and city? I feel like it would probably be Boulder, I'd say. Oh, really? um, Where's Cherry Creek? That's Denver. You decimated Cherry Creek. Cherry Creek is in Denver, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's a scary block of... <laughs> Yeah. shopping center <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you just get to see it's just was like that, that hench roof gap down to the stones that was that one it's funny because there's that gap right there and then like a block um double back point. is the uh manhood gap and yeah. the uh oh, yeah. the descent as well has yeah. so anyone else done manhood i can't remember uh nick ortiz oh yeah of course yeah yeah, yeah. sorry no. um you're not listening but to this are you? Other... <laughs> but other than kind of that guy. no i don't think so it's yeah but yeah, Cherry Creek is also lovely. There's so many different reasons as to why I love a spot. Um, but I feel like just all in all, like Boulder has such a good amount of like nature, grass, uh, concrete bits, bars, and everything. So I'll just go with that. I, feel like. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So what, what, what would you up. say? Best city? Yeah. I, I, 
I'd be uh, I'd probably have to pick London to be honest really yeah Yeah, because there's I feel like you could train for the rest of your life in London and still be finding Mm. challenges and spots and just because it's so big and I'm I'm including greater London when I say London so all of the outskirts Mm. the south and the so mm. the cheating because yeah, it's it, massive. It, <laughs> it involves like Croydon and stuff. As well. <laughs> I think I think Croydon is it's cheating. Yeah, it's cheating massively. So yeah. we're South already Bank. cheating by choosing Just go cities, South Bank. So. Yeah, true. South Bank every weekend like Team Fat. <laughs> when you're literally spoiled for choice. South Bank. Um, Next we move on to uh, top threes or or did you have a think about your um, top parkour pet peeve? Oh yeah. Did you have oh yeah. Um I feel like my probably one of the most common ones I like get like a like a feeling of like a rise of like oh this is annoying as fuck. <laughs> um it always happens at jams too, which is maybe why I don't enjoy jams that much like in <laughs> right. terms of like training situations yeah. like Kippa Jam in Oslo was Oslo Little, uh, movement gathering was great, but I don't know. Like whenever I'm training I want to just train because I want to do it and I don't want to like have anyone else influencing it um, and I always just get really put off when some so, like you know you're you're getting ready for a challenge and you're like having an issue with committing and someone's like don't worry man like you got this shit like I don't need to hear that like that's I'm sorry like, you don't know me <laughs> it, like yeah like I, it, there's a time and place for like a little bit of like just like calm like encouragement like you know you have it like just but it's just and something you, about you, like the you rate it when it comes from a friend yeah 100 percent. but it's, and especially if it's someone that you really don't know it like it's like oh just disconnect like the the fear from it it's like that's what i'm fucking trying to do like i like, what more i don't know what else to like do like it's it, and like it's like i think that goes along with like just unsolicited advice as well like yeah Good answers. It just doesn't. Very solid answers. It just doesn't help the situation. Though. Like even if you fully understand the like what you're talking about, it just it just completely depends on where that person that you're giving the advice to, where their headspace is at. Because if like there's a there's a chance that they're not in the right headspace to take any information. Like they just mm. need to figure it out themselves. Yeah. And you saying something isn't gonna just be like the key to the lock and like be like, oh ta da, like you have it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot of it's like, just it's just noise. Yeah, it's just, just noise. adding noise. Yeah. And then like say you actually do give them the right info and they're like, No, like that's not right and then they get hurt or something. Like, you know, it's just like there's yeah. a lot of weird like intricacies to mm someone just like chatting to you when you're trying to commit to something like it should be them versus the challenge not the whole you know external be like there shouldn't be other people involved as well i don't think yeah it was hard um, the other day when travis was trying to commit to the um the uh cypri like yeah four stories high to a rail yeah that was <laughs> that was a stressful environment it was, it's very touchy like what to say like what to do because I mean, there is a part really of really know that person right like you yeah. can't be saying stuff to yeah. someone if you if you've not really trained with them before. If you're if they're one of your boys, one of your buddies, whatever, like you can. Because yeah. I feel like Travis, really he, I feel like he lives on that kind of like that hype. I feel yeah. like, like yeah. he, he's really like he does well with that. Um, mm. And I also feel like in the, in that moment, I was like, I don't want it to be dead quiet either. Yeah. And so there's like this like weird part of me was like, say some things, but not like just like scream like oh you got this shit easy like 
No, yeah. it's like it's fucking yeah. hard. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah. It's yeah. terrifying. It's, 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 like there's no like should not downplay this like, challenge yeah. Yeah. at yeah. all. Yeah. Um, but if anyone's if anyone could do it, it would be him. So it's yeah. like yeah, just like yeah, I chill trust, out. Like trust your judgment. Don't trust, get dive bombed by the seagulls. Yeah, it's oh man, that's probably my. Yeah, it was the biggest pet peeve. Yeah. I don't know. No, that's a good one. From but a stressful environment, that one. Yeah. <laughs> seagulls dive bombing, the wind coming on and off. Like, uh, yeah, it was so funny when he, like, because he was focusing on the challenge so hard and he was like, Are they dive bombing me? <laughs> and you're like, like no, 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 you're good. I mean, Robbie were like, yeah, we all answered the exact same time. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, yeah. this is not good. <laughs> and then, like, I said no. And, like, I'm pretty sure a couple of minutes later, he was like, <laughs> one was, like, two feet above his head. He was like, I felt that one. <laughs> like, ah, yeah. Hear it, like, swooping past his head. Yeah. Brighton in summer around this time when they're nesting, it's crazy. Rooftops are a real struggle. But it's the best time for rooftops in England. Mm. Um, they clash. The clash of the athletes versus right. the goals. Yeah, yeah. Top three shoes. Ooh. I mean, it's, it's it's. I fucking hate that question, but like people are so interested in it all the time. I don't question. think it really matters, honestly. But yeah. <laughs> but what shoes you wear? No, I don't think it does. I really, I mean, I'm sure like it's not as important as you think. I don't. Yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. it has a very big psychological impact rather mm-hmm. than it applying like actual help to your technique or power or yeah. whatever there's no um, secret no <laughs> like, i mean you can have a good shoe and you yeah. can have a bad shoe for parkour yeah 100 percent. yeah thin, but, but i think it's what it's matters still... most is like how it makes you feel yeah. <laughs> yeah. like just because someone's favorite shoe is this one shoe it's not going to make you better because of exactly. wearing that shoe yeah. like it's 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 your relationship with the shoe, which is, sounds fucking weird. But. Yeah, and you don't want to have like a, a reliance relationship with that shoe because they get discontinued so often. <laughs> and, and then you just make yourself fragile because it's like, oh, I can only train in um, yeah. this and that. And so you, you don't have a top three? Any, uh, anything really? No, I think I can do a top three though. I mean, um, but yeah, I, just, I, just don't, I just don't want people to think like, oh, this is the shoe I'm going to get because of this or like have any like this doesn't hold any in my head doesn't shouldn't hold any weight into what people buy um, listen everyone buy number one number one because <laughs> it will uh, make you better I it think, will make your foot placement <laughs> so much better I think well right now I'm wearing the the Vans uh, the Kyle Walker um, pro skate shoes buy them stock up on them now stock on them <laughs> they're going to go out no no I, I won't be able to buy new ones after yeah, this yeah, yeah. <laughs> well you don't care about what shoes you wear yeah so true I already kind of fucked myself over there um, <laughs> but yeah I don't know what it is about the Vans uh, skate shoes they're just really nice for my feet I have wide feet and I think I don't know most shoes I've worn I always feel like I'm in like dancing shoes almost like it's just like yeah. really feels like constricted on my feet um and these ones feel like they have a lot of cushion as well because they're made for skateboarding and they deal with impact very similar to how we do. Um, whereas like running shoes are definitely not the shoes that you want for parkour. <laughs> it's like you don't think? I don't. I don't that think. That was so. like what everyone used to wear back in the day. I know. But what are these? Are these? What are these counters? They're not. They're not running shoes. I don't think those are running shoes. I think they, they they market them as running shoes. Oh really? Really? Yeah, but I know what you mean. Like there's these chunky style running shoes where the the treads kind of like all oh, and like you do one arm jump or and it's the like heel off. it's like heel is like this and the toe is like this. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Like, got that some weird real big toe bend. Yeah, yeah. Like, that's what I mean. I like, more yeah, like a I like good heel race. Like that, that's what I like about the Reebok Classics. They've got a big heel. Uh, it's not. Cool. Is it called a drop? Heel 
heel raise. You know what I mean? Know. He's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ben just talking about the Adidas. Let's Galaxy fours. Galaxy fours. can't get them anyway. They're, they're dead. Don't even bother trying to get them. We've got them all. <laughs> We've got them all. And the Galaxy 5s and 6s are not up to par. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah they're the good grip and good support for your feet. That's why I love these. Yeah, pretty simple. Yeah, I think... I don't know. I, I think the number two are probably like the strike movement shoes. I've yeah. worn those in the past and yeah. haven't worn them recently, but they yeah. were a really one of my... At the time of like 2017 and 18, that's all I wore. It was just yeah. those shoes. They're my number two as well. Yeah. Reebok Classics. Are number well, number what was one. your like first shoe? Uh, Feiwei. <laughs> yeah, uh, Feiwei. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was my very first shoe. That was going to be my number thin. three shoe because I think it's a great shoe to like get started in with training and like mm. being able to like Quite a be delicate shoe. and Quite techie. Because yeah. that's, yeah, it's like how I grew up and. I wonder, really if, I wonder if like it, it, it um, like blocking with Feus is tough. Like mm. me going from like the the like very comfy like heel drop cushioned shoes, like mm-hmm. where blocking is, you get like a blockade, um, blockade. Um, but like when you block like with bare feet or something, like uh, imagine doing like a big drop pre-punch front like where you're using like your full yeah foot, like driving the heel in and everything like <laughs> phase like or bare feet or something like but Does. if you start with fey maybe you build up the tolerance yeah for that super early on yeah yeah and it, maybe it's only like because we're so used to training in cushioned shoes that the blocking bare feet becomes and like mm-hmm. fey become painful yeah. after that yeah. I, th- I think phase are really good for learning how to land in a way that protects your body you can't just like with these shoes on you can just like sort of land in any which way yeah. you want and it will like, kind be of okay. want that when you're performing because you don't yeah. want to be injured exactly. from like l- catching an arch which yeah. happens when you're working at your edge yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly yeah when exactly yeah. you're doing something you know you can do and it's kind of like within your comfort zone phase uh, would be totally fine they're good to yeah. use but like that weird little tic tac session that we had today a few oh, times yeah, we yeah, sort of yeah. came down like well off angle yeah, and, yeah. and Callum had a nice yeah. nice arch as well yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. like it stung yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so if if that happens with phase and you kind of like whammer hill then it's kind of mm. like yeah what is that shoe's purpose you don't want it to be affecting your decisions your and like just your decision making in general like you can't lean too much into uncertainty and uh when you're feeling fragile mm-hmm. when like you catch a heel landing and then you've got a bruised heel yeah. for like and that shit does happen as well. yeah. I think, but I at think the same I, time like yeah. if you build up steadily like you mm-hmm. can your uh, bone density and everything just can yeah, adapt like so long as it's not like too much each, yeah. I used each to, time I used to love doing roof missions in phase because you felt yeah. so light so, and like oh, especially yeah. in Horsham like with there's so many tiles quiet and quiet and like you would never break any tiles because she's mm. so soft and yeah, like, oh, really sick. like couldn't take any massive drops and everything but it would make yeah. you move around the space differently and mm. like that that's sick I don't like the idea um, that people say oh yeah training barefoot shoes or minimal shoes like phase and stuff um because you really like you get feedback that um like that you haven't landed correctly or something like if you're if you land in your arch or something it's like <laughs> like 
who wants who wants a punishment for not landing like, <laughs> correctly? Like one that can lasts just, for you can just an extended know, period like, of time. Oh, I didn't land. I didn't land optimally there because I landed. On the was like, no, I need pain. As <laughs> it's like it's like no, like, like you know the Fucking monks masochist. that are like, I have sinned. <laughs> 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 Now I can't jump for two weeks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. Progression oh, well, This is the lesson I have fault. to learn. I'm in, I'm in my friggin, fault. That yeah. I landed on my arches. Oh, fuck me, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, that is yeah, very true. Top three videos. Oh, that is our top three videos. One. Oh man, of all time, I guess. I mean, maybe because it was the very first video like ever watched. It was the the Oleg video out of time out of time that is a fantastic video. choice yeah, i remember watching it oh. on uh my brother's ipod classic way before i even did gymnastics like, oh. it was like i didn't even know what it was it was like this is cool yeah, yeah. i try to do it on my trampoline <laughs> and stuff classic to just, like, just, yeah like, screen. yeah like, wait for it to buffer and like, yeah, yeah, was, yeah that is a very solid choice i think that would also maybe be a mine i've it, still got out of time on my ipod classic no among hundreds of other parkour videos what a library <sighs> Oh, this old guy. school. This guy. This guy. God damn. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. So out of time. Yeah, out of time. Maybe. I'm trying to think of like it's just ones that had like a really big impact. I think Resurgence from the Modus Project. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a really really again. nice like. I don't know chapter in in free running. Just yeah. I don't know. Max doing the side bridge of the rail with like parallel rail and just yeah. like seen all the shit that was going down and him also doing the Kong Prix that Kai did way back mm. in the day Kai never did it properly never did it properly apparently yeah what does that mean did it like, after the curve he he, he fucking um, fake it I'm not, I'm CGI not sure it. that like, the AI he, he had used a no, map no like if you if you go, go back and watch um, his 2013 video there are some really like like weird looking cuts yeah um, he he com- like so this is from Lynn. He completely misses the wall. Uh, she's she's in the clip apparently. He completely misses the wall, like so many people have done in the past. I don't know who that who was there on the day filming. Who can confirm or whatever? But apparently Lynn's in the clip. Completely misses the wall, and then it cuts to a landing shot from the other side. Um, in the air. Where, yeah, from like where he's in the air. So he probably like jumped down. Oh so, my like, god! I, I, from Wait, what I understand, he only did it once. So, but you can see in the first shot that there's no cameraman on this side, filming this landing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the second angle. Ooh, um, dude, I gotta rewatch Ooh. that yeah, now. And there's a lot of shit like that in storm videos, and in that video at the end as well, there's another faked uh, dive cat pass. There's another faked milestone. Yeah, as true. Well. Like the the dive cat pass pre to the staircase at Haywood Gallery, the yellow staircase. He also like bruised his heel massively or hurt his ankle or something wow. because he he either slipped out or completely missed the wall entirely and and like landed in a heap in that stairwell um wow dude my and, mind just got so blown he came, Wait, so he came, and he came back a month later when he was better and just did the jump and then like cut in that landing Go watch the videos. I'm very cuts. curious. <laughs> oh, that one, that one I knew about, but yeah. they revealed the, the other yeah. one to me. Ooh, wow! Cool. Don't fake your shit. Yeah, yeah it's, dude. It's, it's milestone shit. Yeah, so Max yeah. Barker cool. was the first person to officially do the uh, Kong Prix. Wow! Lynn to tell us that story next time she's on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I don't. That's mind blowing. Wait, what? Included in Lynn Young Dishes the Dirt episode of the podcast. 
Oh. Holy, dude, that is yeah. crazy. That like, that like, completely. I don't mind chatting shit about car in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, holy shit. Oh, big up to Max Barker. Yeah. yeah, big up Max Barker, man. The spirit boy. That boy. Holy shit. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I guess... Video the number three. Oh, man. Oh, it's so fucking hard. Can it be a film? It can be whatever you want, mate. Yeah. Only if it's Roof Culture Asia. I was going to say Roof Culture Asia. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, I don't know what it was, but that, that film had such a big impact on me. Like, all, the, all three of those videos had different, like impacts I guess and like Oleg's video is just like a I don't know like understand like an understanding of like what is possible mm. and then Resurgent was like a an like updated version of that I guess mm. and I feel like Roof Culture Asia was like the pinnacle of like what like with, you know with severe consequence and yeah like, they're all like different edges of what parkour can be yeah like Oleg like at that time it was absolutely Groundbreaking, like, yeah, yeah. Really push the edges of what parkour can yeah, be, doing, like, like inward especially pushing like the more stuff, like, like pushing the more like free running side, of it yeah, as well. like, yeah, yeah. So, like suddenly Russian like uh, Russian free running style like flips, stuff, yeah, like, like that's why. Just I, why? <laughs> and like also just like but yeah. also like for the rest of us, like, the individual yeah. movement that Oleg put on it, like he was doing stuff that no one else was doing. He was connecting moves in a different way. And I think for, for me at that time, it's like, like it was just about going out and learning the moves, but this guy was kind of like taking these moves and just experimenting with them and putting them in new scenarios. It really looked like yeah, yeah. he was doing something different. hundred percent. Yeah. What a fucking revolutionary. That's three videos. We'll finish with, Oh, Personal achievements. Top three personal Top achievements. Top three personal achievements. That can be a video project, that can be a move, that can be anything mm. outside of parkour. So. Wait, what's your pinned <laughs> I don't have what's any I don't have any pinned <laughs> things on Instagram. Um that. probably Yeah, because fucking anyone can pin their greatest achievement and look sick on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm not trying to shit, but this is the cover is... <laughs> right here look at me right now no um you're so not la dude <laughs> you're so not la <laughs> they'd have their fucking cv up there yeah true true and like a photo of like some celebrity or something pretending it's their friend <laughs> and then the latest movie they're on <sighs> uh, <laughs> sorry Hmm. probably greatest achievement would be I guess single trick would be like uh, side flipping the Santa Monica rails at the beach hell yeah yeah because in my head that was like um, without the consequence of height was like one of the just the hardest things to commit to it took me like four months to fully commit to Mm. and yeah I don't know it just felt like it was like the pinnacle of everything that I've been training for my whole life yeah and it was like everything all at once um yeah, that had a really special place in my heart for that that challenge, and maybe also the water tower side flip. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, the water towers is really. It's all side flip oh, yeah. challenges. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, How big was that one again? Uh, it was sixteen feet flat, um, but the that was being measured from the base, and at the very top, it kind of goes in like maybe a little bit. So it's like probably like fifteen okay. and a half, but like yeah. from the base, it's sixteen. Um, what's the name a, of the skater that did it originally? That clip? Uh, Jeremy Ray. That. 
Jeremy Ray. Yeah. Good recall. What a legend. Yeah. He was he did it back in ninety seven, the year that I was born. <laughs> I remember seeing that clip in um I think Tony Hawk Pro Skater One and you're like, What the hell? Like, yeah, yeah. And like when I got that game, skateboarding was kind of like a new idea and stuff. Oh, people are doing this. What the hell? Yeah, and he even jumped it back in the day too. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, yeah. is mind blowing because it's a he big was. Jump. Yeah, it's, it's a massive high. jump. Like, it, it scared me, yeah. and like he was on a podcast on the, the Nine Club, <laughs> and uh, he was, he was like, oh, like running and jumping it was way scarier than ollieing it. And I was like, geez, wait, what the hell? I mean, that makes sense. He was like, I when I was running it. at the edge, I didn't know which foot was going to end up at the, at the edge. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's Which that's what's going through your mind when you're running at a 16 foot gap. Seriously, oh no God, fucking that's chance. That's hilarious. Oh, where did you hit? I'd like I'd like to hear like the interview. Uh, it's on the Nine Club. There's the skate skateboarder skateboarding podcast. Um, I think he did it like a couple of years ago, and they they talk about it and talk about his whole kind of life and stuff. And mm. um, yeah, that was a really fun challenge and. Uh, Mike Escamilla is a homie of mine who he's the BMX bike uh, rider who did the he bunny hopped it on his bike oh, right. um, and recently told me that uh, like they put a rail on the water towers oh, fuck to them. gatekeep it so now no one can apparently no one can I haven't seen it since there's certain tools that you can have to take down yeah. those types of rails yeah, yeah so yeah. hopefully we can Maybe I mean I was thinking like maybe you could side flip over the rail or side flip from the clean side over the rail to the other Ooh. side, but Ugh. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I definitely need to look at it. Um, oh my god! Yeah, Sunk that to underbar on the rail, maybe. Yeah, that would be <laughs> just massive dive calm. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, number um, three. Have you third, said three already? Uh, two. Yeah. Um, third achievement, man. I don't know. I feel like. Maybe it was probably actually uh, in 2016 that the it was probably the biggest turning point for me as an athlete, um, which was at Apex International in 2016, uh, and I yeah got first place at that competition and like won more money than I ever made in one competition oh, right. and I was just like and I beat DK oh yeah and it was just like this kind of moment of like. Like oh like I, I I've had this like thought in my head that like this is all doable like and I can achieve the mm. things that other people are doing as well and it just kind of came all to a reality at that point and it was like a really special moment um, and then that's what led to me like people were like oh like you beat DK you should go to Santorini now and I was like oh like I never thought about it that way and that's what got me to go to Santorini for the first time mm. I think and that's then, when we met yeah that's when we met. Um, and yeah, it was just such a big like turning point in my life. So yeah, it's weird thinking back that that was like That's almost nice like eight years ago. <laughs> yeah, I think we watched that live from our Airbnb in, in Seoul, Seoul really well, while shooting Roof Country. Oh no way! Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. fucking crazy. Yeah, I, I remember very vividly. Um, I think it was before the competition. I'm pretty sure it was before the competition, but I remember like on Instagram looking at my notifications and seeing like I think it was. I think it was like Callum, Benj, Josh. Like you guys all started following me, like all at like the exact same time. Someone must have been like, and I was oh, like check out Nate Weston. I was just like, my inner fucking child was just like screaming, like, oh, oh sure, fucking way, like I thought, <laughs> no way. I thought I started following you after that uh, clip I saw and shared on Facebook, maybe or maybe that's, it was just maybe, Facebook. No, 
Yeah, maybe I'm yeah, exactly when we started following. Because I remember, I remember one crazy um, swing in a gym. I was like, oh shit, there's yeah, a new yeah. swinger so on the block. You, and yeah, that was like the right. first time I ever have. saw you. Yeah, that might have yeah. been. You might, that might be right. Yeah. Yeah. That was like 2015, I think, maybe. Yeah, we had a lot of time doing nothing in Roof Culture Asia. We probably had a very nice conversation about you. And how good you were. <laughs> yeah, it's and crazy. got everyone's. Fuck is this guy? Uh, if I could tell myself that this conversation back then he would fucking lose his money <laughs> oh good times alright we've been we've been going for some time now we should probably wrap this up dude yeah thank you so much for having me like again yeah. it's surreal <laughs> being here and like just training with you guys is fucking amazing and it's like yeah, yeah such a gift. yeah it's great to have you over here too. man it's actually such such a good session every time we get to train mm. together so, yeah, yeah. spectacular fun. athlete to watch yeah live in person blessed in the flesh Likewise. blessed lovely right. Right. thank you for watching or listening and Bo yeah. wait you got to join us watching you're listening thank you to well. join us out there watching yeah. listening sweet nice one lovely bye <laughs>